Welcome back, bitches. This is Girl Why Podcast with your hosts, Vanessa and Terry. Your weekly podcast where no topic is off limits. All right, welcome back, everybody. I'm Terry. And I'm Vanessa. Happy Thursday, everybody. Happy Thursday. So today we have Sarah Frazier from the Sarah Frazier Show. Hi, Sarah. Hi, ladies. Oh, my God. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Super excited. Congratulations. We, we know you have a little man on the way and you're super, super duper pregnant. I do. So if I sound out of breath, um, you know, <laughs> I'm not walking and podcasting with you. I, I'm actually just sitting, but the baby, it's like, I need oxygen, ladies. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, are you on a jog or are you just sitting? <laughs> you guys are going to be like, are you out walking? No, no, this is actually just. Nope. She's just sitting there creating life as we speak. <laughs> So can you tell our listeners a little bit of your backstory, where you're from, how'd you get to where you are, what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I'm a Mainer, that where I, is where I grew up. So I grew up in Maine and um, I went to school in Massachusetts and I've known since, and probably, I'd be curious if you two feel this way, but I've known since probably the age of eight that I wanted to be a talk show host or in radio. Uh, when all my friends were playing house or playing soccer, you know, I was making my cousin Leah line up all of our baby dolls and I would reenact... Um, <laughs> You probably no one remembers the Phil Donahue show, but like, or Sally, Jesse, Raphael. Yep. And my cousin would have like eight babies from, you know, like 10 different daddies. And I'd be like, you know, what does it feel like to be a slut? You know, like, <laughs> I was like slut shaming my poor eight-year-old cousin at eight years. I and love like, that. My, my mom would video it, which is like my mom. I'm like, mom, why, why were you allowing this? Anyhow, very so. She saw was, the potential before anybody else did. It was the 80s when I guess people were like, okay, sure, we'll let these kids do this. So I knew forever I wanted to go into it. And after college, I moved to DC. Um, I pounded the pavement. I interned. I, I worked in promotions for radio stations. And then I eventually landed a job on with iHeartRadio on this show called The Kane Show, which was a top 40 show if you're out of New York. or it, It's very much like Elvis Duran show or like The Breakfast Club. It was like a group of three friends sort of talking about gossip in their lives. And that really gave me my start and my name in a TV in the DC area. And then we were syndicated. So that's sort of how it started. And I, you know, I, that's a whole nother story about <laughs> workplaces and radio, but <laughs> <laughs> toxic workplaces. But um, eventually I got the courage up to leave and I, I did one other radio stint. And then five years ago, I knew, like what you ladies are doing, that the future was podcasting. And I would go out to these radio events and I'd ask women our age, I'd say, okay, well, you know, what are you listening to? And they'd be like, well, I listen to NPR, this podcast, I listen to this. And I'm like, all right, it's the kiss. It finally is the kiss of death to radio because if women who are commuting are no longer listening to traditional radio, we're screwed. Mm -hmm. So, I launched the Sarah Fraser show and it's just been a journey ever since and so much fun. And I mean, it's awesome to see so many people succeeding with podcasting. Yeah. No, I and totally you have agree. a Fox News segment at some point, right? Yes. Yeah, Fox so DC. Yep. So I work for Fox 5 DC locally here and I do their sh this show called Like It or Not, which is like a magazine style kind of comedy show that they run Monday through Friday, um, which I love doing. And I've been a longtime contributor and actually kind of tangent, but they allowed me to do a true crime podcast a couple of years ago called the mansion murders. And so, you know, I thought I was just like web sleuth and um, you know, I was like, oh, I'm going to solve crimes. And then, you know, when you actually do a crime podcast, you realize no one is happy to see you when you show up to interview them about murder. Like no one wanted to hear my jokes. I was like, okay, this is not, I'm in totally in the wrong field. So that was my last go in the true crime world. That was actually like our next question. That. I was, I was going to ask like, what made you sway away from pop culture and comedy to the mansion murders? And you answered that. So I feel like I would like laugh at like, I, I laugh when things are awkward or nervous and I, I couldn't do it. I could not be like crime junkie. I love crime junkie, but I can't do crime junkie. Me too. And like the two women, who are the women, uh, my favorite murder, you know, like I just, I respect them. I think it's, you know, and, and what I like about a lot of those women is they do bring light to cold cases. Yep. 
and I should have done that. I picked a story here in DC that one hadn't gone to trial. So when you do that, none of the police officers, none of the detectives, nobody will talk to you. The the prosecutor won't. So that put a limit on it. And really the family, they, they kind of knew who did it and they really did not want the attention. And so I just left feeling like a shitty person. Like I didn't, what did I help do there? Wasn't fulfilling. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and, um, Terry, to answer your thing, like I, I really like to try different things. So it's taken me a long time to kind of cultivate my niche. So I always say that to other podcasters, give yourself the flexibility to try lots of different things because I truly learned, I'm like, I thought I wanted to be this crime reporter and I have zero interest. I respect people that do it, but mm-hmm. I'm like, that's not me. Same. Yeah. You know that I know that I could never do the crime stuff. Like for me, I knew right away it was always going to be like pop culture, but I'm kind of like you. My family's been calling me Channel 7 since I was like four years old or younger. It's not probably since I can talk. So I've always been into like the mm-hmm. gossip and all that. So I knew right away if we were going to do anything, it had to be like pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> Stick to it. It's it's really when you go in a different direction. And it gives. It gives every day, all day, which we will get into later with all <laughs> the morning tea we've already kind of discussed earlier. <laughs> Absolutely. So I was listening to your episode when you interviewed Guys We Fucked, um, and you had mentioned that you burn through co-hosts like cigarettes. (laughs) Why is that? (laughs) Like, are you just like a lone worker or do people just piss you off? Like, how do I not piss Vanessa off because I don't want to work with anybody else? Oh, you guys, you guys would be great. I I think it, it stems from this. Okay, it stems from when I was in radio, right? I was on, I was on this show called The Kane Show. I, I mentioned that in DC. So you know, it it was so toxic, and we had somebody. You know, it was all about like Kane and Kane's direction and all that stuff. I think because I spent years being told like say this, don't say that. You have to act this way. You're the voice of reason. You know, you're the, you have to be nice. You know, I think that I still probably have some hangups with that. So it's like doing my own show. I, I always struggle, I think, with having this ongoing co-host every day. Cause I just lived through it for like seven years mm-hmm. and I'm sort of at the place and maybe your audience will find this egotistical, but you know, I just like, don't, when it comes to my own show, I just don't want to compromise. Like I want to be curious and do the topics that I want. And I don't want to have to negotiate with someone of like, well, I don't want to talk about that. Or I didn't research that. So for me, I love having friends on that come back as recurring hosts, but never like a set host. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Thank you. There's a lot of work that you now give yourself, but there is nothing wrong with it. Cause I kind of get that. I mean, thank God me and Terry, we work so well together in the sense of we're both really into the same like TV shows and, you know, um, hot topics that are going on with like, you know, whether it's housewives, Kardashians, whatever. So we're lucky that we kind of like the same thing. So it's usually okay. But I also understand because there have been times where we'd be like, well, I'm like, well, I don't want to talk about that. But if you want to, I will kind of think. So I totally get where you're coming from because it is, you have to compromise. Yeah, and, and that's another thing I tell people that want to get into podcasting. Try a co-host, try multiple co-hosts, you know? Like you're not going to know what works best for you until you try different things. And Certainly, like when I joined Fox 5, I mm-hmm. love being a part of a dynamic on that show for like a night, you know? It's yeah. like, I love popping in and out, but I think to your point, Vanessa, it's sort of getting to know yourself and knowing like, hey, it's okay. This is just ha- who I am, how I feel. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. Well, we worked, me and Vanessa worked together for six years at a corporate job. So we kind of like know how to speak to each other. And it's like, bitch, you're slacking. Did the dream die? And- <laughs> It doesn't hurt our feelings. I'm like, yeah, I have been slacking. I'm a piece of shit. Let me get on it. <laughs> both ways, both ways. Because there's days that she's more motivated than I am and vice versa. And we'll just check each other. But I think it's because we've had that working relationship for like over seven years now. So I think we kind of know like, all right, but you're my nerves. Go do what you need to do and figure it out. <laughs> I hear you. So right, your resume is, is 20 miles long. What's your favorite project so far? <laughs> <laughs> You've done so many goddamn things we can't bring them up. Um uh, oh my gosh. Uh well I really love the podcasting world. I love the freedom of podcasts. And I think 
people don't even understand, you know, 10 years ago, radio and television were gatekeepers to women, to people of color, to everybody. You know, they dictated what show you were going to do, what topics you were going to talk about. And I love it's my favorite thing that I go, I can talk about anything. I can talk about crazy sex topics. Um, people can have whole podcasts on, you know, race discussions or TV shows. Like it's amazing to me 10 years ago, 15 years ago, that never existed in the entertainment space. Like we, our voices, all of us would never be amplified like they are now. Yep. That's my favorite part as well. That freedom to just be able to speak and say whatever you want. And you don't know who is going to hear it. Who's not. Exactly. So this has probably been my favorite project by far. I've gotten to do some other cool things. Like I got to do a cameo on HBO's Crashing, which was awesome. Oh my God. I met the comedian Jessica Kearson and Pete Holmes, who were like the nicest. Oh, they were like the nicest human beings ever. Um, And, you know, I've loved working for Fox because they've given me an opportunity to find myself to do these podcasts and things. So, but definitely having my own podcast show has been so much fun. So you plan on doing that for the long haul then? I do. I mean, I kind of think about what's next. I think you guys probably feel this way too. Right now, and I think especially because of the pandemic, everybody has a podcast show. So it's going to be interesting to see in the next year when things open up, do people stay with it or do people drop off? Um, So I'm sort of thinking definitely the podcast will always have a part of my brand, but I really am seriously thinking of going like all in on like a YouTube show about my life and now my baby. And you know, my husband's like the complete opposite of me. So I'm thinking of doing more on camera stuff and seeing where that goes. Yeah, we, we kind of are too. Um, we haven't exactly figured out when or exactly how, um, but we definitely think that we're going to go into the YouTube direction, not give up the podcast because one, I think we both love it, um, but maybe do a little bit of both. Because like we said, once the world opens up, it'll be, I want to see, I agree. I think a lot of people will fall off, which is good in the sense of it's going to open up more space for the people that are going to stick it out kind of thing. Um, but it will be interesting to see because everybody's going to have all that freedom again. Like, what is everybody going to be doing? Oh, I mean, I think we're going to have just this huge resurgent of live events, don't you? Like, I think people are going to want to be live again. Like, Yes live- and no, though, because I think people have found a real joy that they didn't know that they had of kind of being still a little bit. Maybe I think we'll get, well, people are dying to get out there to a degree, but I also think people have learned that it's okay to stay home and be with your close family and things like that. So it will be interesting. Cause I don't like, I know myself until I have a vaccine or things change a little bit and I'm not even nowhere near in line for the vaccine right now. So I'll just keep waiting. I'm not going to just run out there like a crazy woman because I don't want COVID. I don't care what anybody says. I don't want it. I don't want to give it to anybody. I don't want to be the cause of anybody's uh, COVID death or anything. I don't need that on my conscience. Okay. So for me, like I'm not running back out there right away either, you know, so it'll be interesting to see. I think you're right. And I think that has been the blessing, right? Of COVID is people have slowed down and realized we don't have to be in these crazy office settings. We don't have to be in all these like meetings and coffee meetings. So much is getting done. Yeah. Yeah. At a restful pace and at home. Yeah. That's where we should mention though, that we are in Florida. So it's basically like COVID doesn't exist over here. Thanks to Ron DeSantis. Like uh, I have, it doesn't feel like a pandemic to us at all. And like, you're right. You're right. I hear other people like talking about, Oh, when the bar is finally open, I'm like, they're closed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you guys need to come to Virginia. There's like, it's like everything's like capacity 10 still. Oh, yeah. no, not here. Here it's wild. Yeah. It's for a while down here. I, they got no shame. Yeah. You can walk around the bar, no mask on. Even the people that work there don't wear masks. The Actually, beaches um, are I, wild right now. Like the spring breakers are all flocking their way down here. It's Rona City. That's why I'm, I still get my groceries delivered. I, my ass don't go barely to the mailbox. Okay. I walk my dog, and that's about as far as I go. I, hell no. We I went out. People made fun of me for wearing a mask same, at the bar. Same. I had to leave. I'm yeah, like because I was well, like literally the only one in the bar with a mask on, and I felt like ridiculous. But I also wasn't gonna take my mask off because I have family. It's not really my concern for me. I think I'll be okay. But I have family. Like I have an uncle who had a kidney transplant. I have my mom who's got a kidney disease. Like I have real family 
you know, uh, what do they call that? Pre-existing conditions. Sure. So for me, those are my concerns. I'm like, yeah, you know, I just, I'm gonna go home. This drink is not even <laughs> worth it. I'll go drink my ass at home and be real happy. Where are you ladies in Florida? South Florida. Um, she's Delray on Fort Lauderdale. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Oh yeah. God, so we're like in the thick of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you guys are. Damn, they're shaking yes, you for wearing a mask. Oh, yes. <laughs> that That is real. And like, I go to the gas station and I'll be the only one that wears one. And I'm yeah. like, wow, okay. Well, it's still COVID, it's, right? Did I miss a news segment or something? No, just not here. <laughs> Let's get into some hot topics, though. So you recently talked about this whole Meghan Markle president thing. Uh, is this a joke or is this real life? What do you think? um okay wait Meghan Markle the Oprah interview no running for president running for president oh, oh the running for president we can uh, talk about the Oprah interview too because okay. everybody's still talking about that two weeks later but let's do the president part first <laughs> I know it's amazing yeah I mean I hope that this isn't true you know here's my thing with celebrities right I feel like we learned with Trump can you at least run for like head of sanitation in Santa Barbara first like <laughs> Just start like to learn local government, right? Before you jump into running for president. I think she does have big aspirations. And I said this on my show. I really like her. I found her to be very genuine in that interview. Um, and really the only part I didn't believe is I didn't I didn't believe that she didn't know who like the real royal family was. That was never Googled. Part. And yeah, like, how could you I didn't believe like I could see like I've never really Googled them now, but if I was to run across Prince Harry and possibly go on a date with him, you best believe I wanna know every oh little fact. You know, I know what everybody else knows about them. I've never done like full on research as a just a regular old American. But yeah, if I was like gonna be hanging out with them, I need to know everything. And then don't you feel like that whole curtsy incident, right? If that had happened and okay, I don't know how to curtsy, but that to me would have been a huge red flag of me going, okay, Harry, like you have to tell me what I'm in for here because I, or, or Sarah, or I would have taken Sarah Ferguson aside and been like, all right, give me this, like, how bad is this going to be? You know what I mean? That's the only part I didn't really buy from her, but the rest of it, I was like, oh, I believe it 100%. I and, told Terry that I was like, and I love Megan, but this bitch will be the only bitch that gets to be a, pri a princess and a freaking president all in one damn lifetime. <laughs> I mean, my goodness, okay? Like, girl, like you said, can you go like do something else first, calm down a little bit, and then we can talk maybe? Yeah, just, hang out in your chicken coop and play with your dogs and your farm and whatever it is you do. Can you imagine going from suits to being a princess to being president? You're that is truly it's bullshit. This is like, how does this happen? Like, how does this even happen? Okay. And freaking Prince Harry is going to go from prince to first man. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me right now? Like, how I'm wild. still getting groceries delivered to my door because we're in a pandemic, but this is what they got going on. <laughs> I mean, I hope she at least like runs for mayor of Los Angeles. Like, like just start somewhere before you go to president, you know? I thought they wanted a calmer life. Why are we going for president? Just saying. Great point. Just Great. Putting yeah. that out there, I thought the whole point was to calm get it down privacy. and get privacy. Like the presidency is not going to bring you any form of calmness in your life you know what? whatsoever. You will get that security back, though. Maybe that's maybe that's what they're going for. <laughs> security for the secret. Service. Maybe it's for that that secret service for life. You know what, Vanessa? You're right. So maybe she was full of shit on that point too. I'm on it. <laughs> I'm on it, guys. Case. I don't oh. know why they were surprised that they took the security away, though, because if you're not working for them and doing royal events, why would they keep do like why would they do that? I had mixed feelings about that because, I mean, I guess kind of like our presidents. Like even when they're not presidents anymore, they still get the security even after the fact. So like Prince yeah. Harry's always going to be Prince Harry no matter what because that's what he was born into. So I didn't understand why he didn't get any, you know, his you know, um, the, the services and things like that, just because I feel like it came with him from birth. Like, that's just kind of the way the roles go. So why all of a sudden was it being changed? It was my thoughts, but whatever. I'm not the queen. That's a good point. Right? Now, let's talk Bachelor. Oh my God. I heard you say you're never <laughs> watching know. again. I can't stand The Bachelor. I only watch it for my Girl Wide podcast fans. They know that I do it for them. Terry actually watches, has always watched Bachelor, Bachelorette. Talk to me, girl, because it was bad. Uh, well, first of all, I I liked this season. Okay, there's so many things, right? I have said this. I think it's shameful that it, th that franchise has been around since 2002, and the first black man was in 2021. 
But I heard your husband had a good point. What did her husband say, Terry? Yeah, that like, well, all the viewers are white or something like that. And I'm with Hubs. I'm with Hubs on that one. Like he ain't lying. He ain't lying. <laughs> he, he, that's what he said. He said, you know, that's their audience, right? I mean, their audience mm-hmm. is majority white women that watch. So I, I liked Matt James as a bat as the bachelor, but it, the show did become way overshadowed, right? Once the whole Rachel Kirkconnell, once the whole Chris Harrison thing came out. Um, and to be honest, I think at the end, I really don't think Matt was into any of those women. I really don't. I don't I think, either. The one woman he sort of had a connection with was the Sarah Trot, whose father is is passing away from ALS, right, and who has to has to leave. So to me, it's like I don't think he even if he and Rachel like the only way he was ever going to work is if he they were truly in love with each other and he was in love with her and really wanted to work through that, right? And but I, I think, think he, he wasn't exactly. So it was like. Okay, great. I can dump her. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it was. I a think he was out. more in love with his mom. Like, I think it was. Like, he did the video with the rubbing of the leg. I could not take it. I was like, make it stop. Make <laughs> it stop. Like, this is awkward. Okay, like, it's too much, dude. Like, stop rubbing your mom's upper thigh like that because Ugh. it's very sexual and like I can't. With Ew. It was bad. Taryn, what do you think? You're like a long time watcher. So I'm just jumping in now on like the most controversial season. But what do you think of the show? <laughs> it, it just, it got so damn boring to me. And honestly, and I, I couldn't take the theme music this year. Like, you know how they always have the over dramatic like theme music? I found it extra cringy this year. And, and yeah, the thing with his mom was weird. And I can tell that Chris Harrison was like just super fucking done with the season because he's like, Oh, so your mom said love's never gonna last. What kind of greeting card is that? I was like, Chris is done. He's done. Kristen had it with all her ass. Yeah. <laughs> and he and he's like, so like, what what's your plan, dude? You get engaged or not? Like, fucking, let's wrap this up. I could just I could see a change in Chris Harrison, but <laughs> over it before everyone was over him. All right. Yeah, Chris had it with this season. I thought his uh, Matt James beard made him look like he came out of the forest. Um, he needs to shave that shit off. It looks like he's been living like, I don't know, in a subway. It, See, it I actually found him more attractive with the beard, but I'm a sucker for beards. I actually don't find him attractive without it. I think leave the beard, but he was boring all the way around for me. What do you think about them bringing now two girls? We got Katie Thurston and Michelle Young for the new Bachelorettes. Oh, oh. Okay, I, I like it. I like it. I, I mean, I'll give them a try. Um, I, I do agree, though, Terry. None of them seem all that interesting. You know, like even Katie, do you think she's going to be? Yes, I know she like drummed up all the gossip or whatever, but do we think she's going to be that? I don't, I don't think it's going to be interesting without her in a house full of women. I would rather see her like on Bachelor in Paradise so that like, I don't know, stir the pot over there. But if it's just a bunch of dudes, I, I think her season's going to be kind of boring, to be honest. I agree. I think Same. Michelle has more personality that, that might come mm-hmm. out. Um, and so when they made this announcement, guys, right, they're, they're going to do two Bachelorette seasons back to back and pause The Bachelor for a little That's bit, right? That's what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like. I think it's more of like ABC just saving face with everything that's gone on mm-hmm. um, and trying to make a more diverse appearance on television for primetime. But that's my opinion. I agree with your husband, though, because he's like, it's like that show that you watch out of the corner of your eye and don't really pay attention to. And then something happens and you're like, wow, because I'll be doing other shit and I'll be like, oh, back that up. play It <laughs> It is mindless viewing, right? It's like so yeah. great. The way. It's like mindless. Yeah. I do chores to it. Yeah. <laughs> I literally only watch for my girl why people, but that's fine. Let's move on to Housewives. Now that I can talk about all day long. Who's your favorite franchise, first of all? Beverly Hills, hands down. You know, I'm a Potomac girl too because they're I want to talk to you about Potomac. Yes, I know you had them. I got to get into that. Oh, yes. I'll give you all the scoop. And I need I'm it all. Really proud of those women because this is kind of the thing about DC that people don't know unless you live here. They've tried numerous reality shows here. Like Rob Lowe did this huge casting years ago. He was going to do this like kind of people, like young people on the hill, like hot, you know, all the drama. None of it's ever worked. He spent like thousands of dollars. They casted. I remember all my friends like going out for this. So I give them so much credit that they, for five seasons, and then this season brought it so big. So they deserve, hands down, a ton of credit. Um, But I still love Beverly Hills because I love people that are attached to Hollywood, and and they're really rich. Like, that's the part that I love. Yeah. 
for me, I would say Jersey's probably like my all time just because like the the messiness of it all. I mean, Teresa, just a freaking train wreck walking through 10 seconds into, you know, the first episode. So I, I live for that because I'm a reality TV show junkie. And then I would have to say this right now would be a toss up for me between Potomac and Atlanta. Um, Potomac was definitely better than Atlanta has been, I would say this season. Atlanta, Great. I think there was a lot of hype to just kind of like be deflated and it's like, okay, Bolo. And then that's like and it. You know what? Show us Bolo's dick already. You know, Thank I, you. Mean, I know. Thank you. I want to see all 20 inches of it. <laughs> Launch a Bravo OnlyFans so we can see Bolo's real dick. I mean, they spent so much time on this and we don't get to enjoy it. Amen. Amen. I am so with you. Um, what was I going to ask you? So for Jersey, I saw you did a little like Teresa skit, which was hilarious. What are you feeling this season? What are your thoughts on Jackie, Teresa, the drama? And then we'll talk deep into Potomac. I got uh, lots of questions there. I, okay. I don't know why, but I'm sort of not that into it anymore. I, <laughs> I like Teresa. I'm really happy that she moved on from Joe, but don't you Thank guys God. She should have divorced Joe three years ago. Who the hell would have put up with that? That she went to. She jail. should have divorced him. Uh, the trip when he was, they were in Italy, and he said, "My fucking bitch wife." Blah. I mean, that's when she should have divorced his ass. And that was like bitch wife. Yeah, what like six plus years ago. I'm happy for Teresa, but I feel like Teresa is not a good example for other women. You know, and maybe that's hard to judge because she has kids, but. I feel like people would have respected her so much more. You're right, Vanessa. Like in that moment, if she'd been like, absolutely not, you know, I've been disrespected Mm -hmm. in this and I'm, because Joe, now we know, just treated her like shit and cheated on her for years. Exactly. That are in jail. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm not as, Jackie, and I don't know, I can't really get into Jackie. Jackie seems whiny to me. I don't know why. I can't stand the the whininess of it all. Like I've told Terry, we've talked about it a few times on different things and to me, I've never seen someone cry so much over a rumor. Rumor. Like, who cares? It's a rumor. If it's not true. Who the fuck cares? She literally makes it seem like she caught Evan in bed with the woman or whomever, you know, Teresa was alluding to. It's like, she said something, you didn't like it, fucking move on already. Like this crying and throwing Evan another party and how devastated she is. And it's the worst week she's ever had. Like, if that's the worst week you've ever had, honey. Your life is not that fucking bad. Thank Sorry. you. I, I agree. I don't find her relatable because I just, I think, yes, I know she went through her weight struggle, which I can relate to, but I just, I'm with you. Like she seems to just have rich girl problems that- Correct. Uh, Correct. A hundred percent. Yep. Uh, moving on. Talk to me about Potomac. I saw you had Wendy on there. Oh my God. Well, I love all my Potomac ladies. Tell me. I'm at Monique. I want Monique Samuels to come back. Um, well, Wendy was awesome. And, you know, Wendy, see, what I liked about Potomac this season is every single woman had so much, so many drama and, like, you know, various, like, lines, storylines. It was just so good, right? And Wendy- They delivered. They delivered. And Wendy's big one is her husband's family doesn't speak to her. And there's a lot of debate, which she didn't really address when I interviewed her, but- you know, the rumor is that basically his family leaks all these stories that she's $1.5 million in college loan I debt. I saw that, yeah. Which, oh. I mean, the wild thing is, is she's like 400000 I mean, it, it's a lot. But of course, she does have four degrees. I was going to just <laughs> take the words out of my mouth. I mean, she's got four degrees. Everybody knows that. <laughs> I, I'm not getting any more degrees because I don't want that debt. I'm good with it. Now, you. did she come off? Like, I saw some stuff on your social and stuff. Did she come off? Because obviously it was her first season. And I, if like when we talked about it on our shows, like from episode one to the end, I never could decide if I liked her or not. Like there was a part of me that wanted to like her, but then there's a part of me where she did seem so like snobby. Like, what did, what do you feel? I find her to be very genuine. And I think she does raise the level of the franchise and the show, because I think what we all fell in love with back in the day with Bethany Frankel was the hustle of a girl who didn't seem to have much money, lived in this tiny shit studio apartment they all, they all made fun of. And then she kind of really elevated, you know, had this business, gave out muffins that no one wanted at a grocery store. <laughs> You know, and you kind of could root for that. And I think Wendy does bring a level of sophistication and intelligence to the show that I think sometimes that franchise, they don't have, you know, Mm -hmm. which, because I I think we want to all be represented as women and you want to have some people on there to aspire to be. And I find Wendy to be sincere. And I think I I like the degrees. I think that it's, it's a level of like, 
just education that people can aspire to have versus, you know, I mean, what's Dolores doing? She works out all the time at the gym with Frank. I mean, you know, and nothing is Dolores, but- (laughs) I'm dead. (laughs) You ain't lying though. (laughs) So I wanted to share a quick message from our sponsors over at Smile Brilliant. This is a message for all of the nighttime teeth grinders out there. I know I'm very guilty of this and I'm not alone. Teeth grinding can cause worn in enamel, an abnormal bite, and very expensive dental procedures in the future. And the dentist is not cheap, you guys. I can't stress that enough. So how do you prevent it? Well, dentists recommend that you use a custom-fitted night guard, but these are not cheap. You're looking anywhere from two dollars to $300, and if you like to save your money and keep it in your pockets, Smile Brilliant's Lab Direct process can get you the exact same custom-fitted night guards for as little as $45. Guys, let me repeat this, $45. Smile Brilliant also has custom-fitted teeth whitening trays at a fraction of what you would pay at the dentist, so jump on this opportunity because they're giving Girl Y a great discount for all of our listeners. Head over to www.smilebrilliant.com and use code GIRLY at checkout for 30% off. Once again, that's www.smilebrilliant.com and use code GIRLY at checkout. This will save you big-time money in the future, and I can't stress this enough. Take care of your teeth, people. Darby, do you think that she just popped out baby number two and she's about to say bye to Michael's creepy ass? Because that's what we think. I actually don't. I I know them personally. I think they're ma- match made in heaven. Shut I really, up. really? Yeah, no, I do. Honestly, I'm, no. I'm not bullshitting you because I'm friends with them. No, I really do. They are. Look, they were into threesomes. They're into lot. They were into a lot of things prior to these. I'm knocking that part of it because. Let me tell you, we've done some episodes on fetishes and those are still to date our number one listen episodes. People are freaks, okay? So that part doesn't like blow my mind so much. It's just his specific behavior sometimes. Or maybe it's, I understand editing and how things are portrayed and it's, you know, you get snippets that are compounded together to create the 45 minutes of actual airtime. So I understand all that and I can relate to those things. However, I still am with Terry. Sometimes some of his behavior is just freaking cringeworthy. Mm-hmm. He's a trip. And I, I, I love that he's like 65 years old and he drinks like he's 23. I mean, it's Oh like, yeah, they're yeah. Coronas. They don't play. They throw Coronas back like it's no one's business. <laughs> they don't have an endorsement. Honestly, I truly do believe, I think that they really are meant to be. I do. Really? I, I 100% do. I think they're in it for the long haul. I think there's so many things, their age, the money, the prenups, the debate about kids, all these things that they would have broken up with before. I think their marriage is very solid. I worry. I don't know how many more seasons they're going to be on. Because I think here in D.C., he has a very legit real estate business. And I kind of get the feeling, just my words, but I don't know how much longer they're going to be on. Because I think they want to pull back, not because the show doesn't want them. I for sure was betting on pop this baby out and she'd be divorced before this baby turned one. And I'm still going to stick with that right now. We'll save this clip and I will eat crow in a year. If we are done. Because my chips are all on. I think that what we feel like is some bizarre behavior, I think works for is them. Is their norm. Okay. I'm okay. Listen, I'm okay with it. And it's, you think you saying it gets my wheels turning, especially as an insider in a source. So I'm like, you know, I could see it. But for right now, I'm going to stick with what I said originally, and then we'll we'll follow back up for sure okay. on okay. that. We got to check in. Talk to I me love, about Karen. I love Ray and Karen. Yeah. Terry, you and I are always on the same page. <laughs> I know. I love Ray's old ass. Me I too. I think my, my, oh. favorite, my favorite clip from this season was her in the bathtub. Ray! And he's, like, walking up the stairs, but the way they edit it is, like, he's, like, turtle pacing. He's, like, like a snail Ray. up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Like it went from Ray, I'm up here. It's Ray. 
God damn it, Ray! <laughs> I love them together too. I, I like her. She's, I think, probably the most guarded. I think of all of all of them. Um, I'm not sure if that's just her personality. The, the, I've met her out in person a couple of times, but the first time I got to interview her was a couple months ago. And um, yeah, I just think she's a little bit more maybe scripted, I guess, than the other women are. Um, and that's what I liked about Wendy is I thought Wendy was pretty like open book, you know? Interesting. But, Who else have you had from Potomac? So Monique, Candace, Ashley. You've had them all Wendy, pretty much. Yes, everyone but Robin and Giselle. And Giselle the, the, the Green Eyed Bandits. <laughs> the Green Eyed Bandits. They're super hot to get. So, um, so yeah, but the, I, I, I like Karen. I just think she's a little bit of a harder read. Yeah, I like Karen just because of her grand dame nature and you know what she gives off. I mean, oh, it's not to like there, but I can I can see what you're saying as well because Karen has always been that way. Though I think since season one, she's always kind of been a little bit more reserved and there's certain things and I think she's even said it like there's certain things she's just not gonna put out there and there's things that she will kind of thing like her marriage and the issue she was having they willingly chose to put that out there this season kind of thing well and I think you know here like okay in the DC region right so Karen really has always like lived in Potomac still lives in Potomac you know had this detour to Great Falls but then back to Det Potomac so she does sort of act like that typical Potomac woman you know what I mean? Like here, gotcha. you know, that Potomac woman is like, they are, they, they do feel like they have a level of class and a level bougie. of bougie. Yeah. Yeah. That Which you can see uh, a mile oh, away. Right. Right. Totally. I just really want Monique to come back. I'm so sad about that. She was Same. my favorite, absolute favorite. I love her and, and big boy, big Bama. I love them. And I'm so sad that they're I respect not her for not coming back. I respect uh, her stance though, because this season, was a hard season for her. Yeah. Well, and damn, I mean, I, I couldn't, I mean, I believe it because I, I find Monique, she's a friend and she's also very credible. I, I was actually shocked the way that Bravo treated her, putting her up at that different hotel. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, I, I was like, that's really some shady shit. Even at the reunion, you can tell Andy had already picked a side. Yeah. I mean, it was, you could see it, like I said, a hundred miles away. Like he had picked his team where he, where he stood and it was very clear. And she, they just did not give her the chance to really say or show anything um, or her husband. So in a way, as much as, and I love Monique, like love Monique. I Me wish too. she was staying for sure, but I have to respect their decision because of the way that they were treated and their, the disrespect. Um, like when Chris is up there and he's just trying to get his five seconds. I mean, they've, trash them for an entire season and he's just trying to get like five minutes of just like speaking his truth and mm -hmm. they don't want to give him that i would have walked to and they don't need that money like i'm yeah. sure it's nice it's money any money is nice money of course but it's not going to make or break them so therefore bye yeah no they're genuinely rich so they oh I, I, yeah i've done my research on money they don't need that money that's like play money okay <laughs> you know so my stance on it the whole time, like, I know you're not supposed to put hands on people, but like, I've seen tables thrown by Teresa, glasses thrown. And I'm sorry, don't ask to get dragged if you don't want to get dragged. Like, that's why I don't go to a bar and say, punch me in the face, because I don't want to get punched in the face. So like, if you talk shit, eventually someone's going to snap. That's a great point. I, I agree. I agree. And, and I thought it was just... Yeah, we've seen so many housewives fights, and then you know Tamara Judd throwing uh, that drink in Gina Koff's face, and everything. I mean, mm -hmm. that was pretty vile. And I, I thought, like, I didn't know why they were getting so much heat, and like, oh my god, this is such a uh, trashy represent representation of women. I'm like, you guys know that this has been going on in the housewives franchise forever, right? Like, why? Yeah, that's why we watch. <laughs> that's. I was gonna say that's really why we watch. I think. Um, it all had to do with, Can I mean, Candace blew it up so big. And, mm. and you know, and I, I don't know if you like or not like her. I am not a fan. Um, I can't deal with the crying and the tissues and the drama of it all. It's just ah. too much. Um, and I, I also I don't like the victim role that she played. Don't play like you didn't have a part in it. It takes two to tango. I'm not saying, I don't know, like I'm with Terry. I don't want nobody coming to put their hands on me, period. That's not my scene. However, I don't like that she acted the entire season like, oh, what did I do? But I was, just, you know what I mean? like. Honey, you played a big part too. And that's why your ass did get dragged. 
sorry, but it, you know what I mean? Like you weren't just sitting there, like looking at your phone, all of a sudden your weight <laughs> flew off. Like, you know what I mean? And that's what I, I could not stand. At least own your truth. Like, yeah, I was antagonizing her. Yeah, I wanted her to come for me. Yeah, I was trying to get her kicked off the show or whatever. Just be honest, keep it real. I'll respect it more. I have to tell you, I I really like Candace too. And But what I say, and I've said this on my show and I've said this to Candace and, you know, and Ashley, Candace, what is great about her, but also her downfall is she is willing to do anything for great entertainment, you know, whether that is play the victim or get in a fight, you know, she knows how to play the reality show game so well. And, you know, I mean, that's good and bad, right? I guess sometimes it's not always genuine, I think. Right. It- is the issue. But at the same time, I respect her hustle because I feel like she also has come into this franchise with a game plan, which I think is she wants to become an actress. She's acting on BET. I think she has a strategy. And it's like, even if I'm the villain, I'm cool with that strategy. So I respect that. I can respect that. I can respect that. I don't like it, but I can respect it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's talk about some JLo and A-Rod T, girl. The mess. The mess of it all. (laughs) I love it. Mary, what was the scoop that you dropped on me this morning? Yes. So obviously there was rumors about Madison LaCroix and A-Rod hooking up. And then there was separation rumors with J-Lo and A-Rod. But this morning it's been all over the news that apparently A-Rod had Madison LaCroix sign an NDA. So now everybody's like, oh, they definitely fucked. I'm team they fucked, personally. Oh, I'm team they fucked, too. I think 100%. A-Rod's a dog. Like, remember he left his wife of his kids for like a stripper for a period of time? Like, A-Rod is such a dog. Yes. Yep. I am team I, they fucked and I'm team I told Terry I was like J-Lo probably had his ass flown out to the Dominican Republic because their laws are different <laughs> there we'll probably never see A-Rod again y'all like, put out a bolo for his ass because he is going to be missing in action because the DR's got way different rules than we do here in America he'll be chopped up somewhere in the cornfields we'll never see him again Ooh. that's mm. that's my theory I like does he have a really big dick or something like what is it about him because I think Major League Baseball is boring um and he's not that cute. I never found him attractive. I said that from when they first started. He doesn't do it for me. He's not ugly. He just doesn't do it for me. But to, to cheat on the queen, J-Lo. On J-Lo? I mean. Got J-Lo? There's like, no hope he, left for anybody. Has he looked at her? <laughs> Yet she's, those two are both, I think they're just addicted to the fame, right? The fame of themselves, the fame together. She always dates high profile men. She loves it, love. She's always said that. She loves the idea of being in love. She's love, all, love. She'll be in love again in five minutes. Don't have no fear. <laughs> this is not it for J-Lo. J-Lo loves the idea of being in love. She has always said it. She's a ro- hopeless romantic. So this is, this is not it for J-Lo. Well, did you guys see where she was getting cozy with Lenny Kravitz? And I was like, oh, I kind of actually like her with Lenny Kravitz too. Yeah, they're, they're on set together in the DR. They're, they're filming a movie together. Yeah. I know. I was like, oh, I like that. I, I'm sure you guys have already heard this theory. I feel the theory is I think they are trying to genuinely work it out because their kids are now very, very close. Which is so and annoying. I like, know. In the sense of kids don't save a, mar- a relationship ever, number right. one. Um, and number two, the last thing they need to do is walk down an aisle if they're having problems already, in my opinion. Like, I, I'm sorry that your kids are not going to be able to live together anymore. They can hang out. You guys have private jets and all that. Work mm-hmm. it out. But this is no reason to get married because they're going to be divorced anyway. Like, what's the point? I know. I I think it, ultimately they will separate. 100%. I think they are separated. I don't. I think this is just a Band-Aid right now. I don't even think they're together. Really? I so, think it's over. And why are they Band-Aiding it? For the kids? For the kids, and I don't think they're ready to, I personally just don't think they're ready to deal with it in the public lie yet. I think because, remember, they have kids, they're living together, all those things, so to break all that apart, it's going to take time. But I think it's done. I don't think this is going to work out. Mm. Damn, those two burn through relationships. I mean. Yes, they do. Don't worry, she'll be hooked up in a minute, like I said. Yeah. (laughs) With new people, I'm like, God, I'd be exhausted, even though it's better. Market, but I mean, oh my god! I mean, how many more dicks can we take? You know, (laughs) see, it's for us working people who have regular lives. Yes, we don't have that kind of time. Okay, but when you have chefs and nannies and trainers and your whole day is just set up and clean, I mean, sure you can pencil in some dick, no problem. It's it's a different world, Sarah. It's not the world we're living in. She's not sitting there baking the baby right now, doing the podcast. I mean, it's a whole different world, girl. Okay, you're right. right. If I didn't have to cook dinner, I could get so much more dick. You're right. Correct. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're kind of getting a little. Go ahead. Madison Lacroix, though, I I do have to say that bitch has like a plan. 
she knows what she's doing because like before it was like who the fuck is madison nobody really cared and now it's all everybody is talking about like who hasn't she fucked like, mm-hmm. it's like, well messy I know. And she wants to be uber famous. She wants to be high profile. And I think she's also got a plan and she's working that and she's doing it. She's doing it. And I also think she's more his type too. So that's why it doesn't surprise me either. She's more his type than JLo's his type based on his history. And I mean, I know everybody's types can change and things like that, but it doesn't, I'm team they fucked. I think, oh, 100%. I think you 100%. People wouldn't have been losing their minds like they were in that reunion if she hadn't, you know, yeah, if she, there wasn't, it wasn't just a text exchange. It makes, <laughs> in, makes NDAs seem kind of pointless because if you sign one, we kind of know what you did. Totally. But there's yeah, always no. loopholes in anything. Mm. There's always a loophole. All right. So before we wrap it up, uh, we are cutting it a little bit close. Last thing I want to talk to you about the Kardashians. Personally, I am devastated that tomorrow is the final season premiere that you will ever air of the Kardashians. I have been an A1, day one Kardashian fan. I know Hulu has something in the works, but I'm not okay yet because I don't know what this something is. So I don't know if it's going to be kind of like what we've always had. Is it going to be totally different? We're just watching their business world. So I can't be okay until I know what exactly it's going to be. So how are you feeling? Big day tomorrow, the premiere. I know I'll be watching. <laughs> oh, I'll watch too this final season. I, I think it was time. Um, you know, I, I'm with you. It's certainly a legacy show. It will it forever end will of an be. era. End of an era. It changed television in so many ways. But the last couple of seasons have become so corny. I mean, when mm-hmm. Chloe and Scott were going out and egging <laughs> Chris's car, it was like <laughs> All right, we're really fucking digging at straws here <laughs> to try to find. I mean, you know, they, oh, today we're going to dress up in masks and spook Kim. It's like, okay, we've really. <laughs> so I'm glad to see it go. It needed to go. But um, I, no doubt about their impact, right? And I, I'm with you, Vanessa. I hope on Hulu, I would love to see a business show like with Chris and Kim and Kylie. Um, I think it's time for them to step up the level of sophistication. Evolve. Evolve. Um, you know, I think we know Courtney wants nothing to do with it anymore. Kendall is out. I could be uh, fine with never seeing Courtney again. I'm fine if I never see Kendall again. I don't have anything against them. I always support them and root for them, but they're boring. I mean, I'm sorry, they're boring. They are. They're boring. Bring nothing to the table. Nothing. Uh, you know, I love Chloe, and I I think she's going to be much more reserved with Tristan. I think they're totally back on. Um, oh, they are for sure back on. She's been wearing that rock on her finger like it's nobody's business everywhere <laughs> she goes. And I'm quite sure there's a surrogate knocked up somewhere with baby number two. <laughs> I'm convinced of that as well. But that's just my theory. No, I think it's a great theory. So, yeah, I will definitely watch, but I'm happy to see them moving on. Yeah. I'm not, I did like, I like them. I like them dress. I like the Kris Jenner bit where she dressed up like Chris and like started vomiting out of a dumpster. I laughed so hard at that. Like I knew like she didn't really believe it, but I still found it absolutely hilarious. Like her like peeing behind the dumpster, <laughs> digging through the trash. Like I still laugh when I think about it. And did anybody notice today's Rob Kardashian's birthday? And does anybody notice that when, the day, when they post like birthday tributes to Rob, they're all photos of like, 20 years ago when he was like so skinny and so hot I think it's so rude like we get it he doesn't look like that like post like what we've seen him now like this is this is who Rob is it is what it is great point what is wrong with Rob 2021 why I don't know 10 years ago you're right that's an awesome point yes like I was right before we were when we were waiting for you I'm like going through like story they see Kim did a story I mean they're literally from like forever ago like when Rob was at his high hottest times of his life and it's like but Rob doesn't look like that anymore, guys. Just show who Rob is. Or it's when he was like a baby. That's a it. baby. You see nothing else. Post Rob. Okay, when we get done, I'm going on my IG story and I'm tagging all of you and I'm giving you credit for this because we need to start a movement. Post Rob now. Yes. <laughs> Post Rob 2021. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm that. sorry, but like, I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Whatever. And they Any do it other shows year. that you're into that we did not talk about, Sarah? Um, you guys, you need if you're not on board with Married at First Sight, this season is epic. I've always been a Married at First Sight oh. person. I have not watched this season. I wasn't going to. Should I do yes. it? Kristen, I hear it, there's a lot of shit going on. Someone's got a someone knocked up. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. 
It is such a good show. It's such a good season. I'm obsessed. I'm also obsessed with Welcome to Plathville. Have you guys gotten into that at all? On TLC? On TLC. It's about um, Kim and Barry Plath. They have 11 kids. They raise them without, like, these kids never drank soda. Yeah. They never saw a computer. They and never saw a the, kid, the older kids have now kind of, one's married and they hate the wife, so they're like, by parents the other one wants to be like or she want to be models and singers or something right yes they've yeah. sort of emancipated themselves from the family it's i genuinely think welcome to plathville is one of the few shows where it's truly reality like their real life i mm. i think it's i love reality the so. least scripted show i mean kim and barry are like they didn't even teach these kids about menstrual cycles like oh god, oh god. yes it's when you tune in so what were they gonna do when like they started to get it like, surprise? Surprise. They didn't know what it was. Yes. That's messed the, up. The boys didn't know what it was. The, Ethan, the older boy who's married, didn't even know his wife had a period. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, yeah, I know what I'm watching. Oh, I'm going to watch that right when we get off here. I'll save yeah, this I got, I got for plans tomorrow. for the rest of the day. <laughs> no, Are you we, serious? Dead <laughs> fucking serious. He didn't know what a period was. He didn't know. Oh, wow. He thought he literally thought like at first that his sisters had a bloody nose that they wiped into. Oh my the gosh! Head. Oh my gosh! Oh my god! Oh yeah, I'm watching. Go. That is ridiculous. It is you it, like it's. Can so- you teach your son? Can you say here now today? Please teach your son that women get periods <laughs> at some point. I mean, not first day out the womb, but I mean at some point. I mean, prepare the boy for life. Like, come on. It is, there's so many good nuggets, like not good, but like, you can't even believe that these parents parented their kids that way. I'm going to watch it. Do you watch, this is like our ratchet, ratchet TV, uh, Black China. If you want to watch some ratchet, just like hood messiness, like do it. Um, that's on Wee TV. And then and love after lockup. Yeah. Some good rat. If you want like no thinking, you know, no brain cells needed type of TV when you just are done for the day and just need something, either one girl. Okay. I've got to. And you know, Tokyo Tony lives in DC, but she will only come on your show if you pay her. And I keep going back and forth about paying her to have her on. You're shaking your head. Hell no. I would never pay Tokyo. (laughs) I'm not above paying people and I'm all about people getting their coins. I ain't paying Tokyo Tony girl. Hell no. I mean, yeah. I would listen if you'd paid for it. <laughs> I, I'm not going to advise you to do it because she's a freaking mess. Watch her, though. She's on the show. Messy, girl. Messy. The I, drama is real. And I think she wants like $1,500, like talent. Like, it's some. I believe it. It's some. So I keep going, oh, I don't want to pay it. What and, talent? Is she going to dance for you? Nothing <laughs> with her big old gap in the middle of your screen. No, girl, don't pay for that. I, uh-uh, uh-uh. It is, it is a pandemic out here. Save your coins for other things. <laughs> not Tokyo Tony. I'm sorry. She is not the one. Like, I don't know. I mean, like I said, if you did it, I'm listening, okay? But <laughs> I, don't do it because I told you to. <laughs> she is a mess. She is. She is. She's a trip. She so, is. yeah, definitely catch those two if you're, like I said, if you need some, like, <sighs> I don't want to think TV kind of thing. All right, Sarah, this was amazing. This was so much fun. You must come back. Well, like, I was going to say, no, you guys need to come on my show. So next part is we will talk offline. Let's pick a date. I want you to come on so we can talk all this pop culture. Um, I can't wait. I'll be back anytime. You guys have an awesome show. Awesome. Oh, thank, thank you, Sarah. You. you are the bomb. Guys, as always, we'll be back next week with a brand new show. We had so much fun here. And as you just heard, we will definitely do this again. Have a great rest of your week, everybody.